disappeared, you know, after promising you that I was going to be active and I was going to post. But, you know, so much has been happening and I just didn't get the opportunity to create content, you know, and because, you know, with COVID and so much negativity going on, I just didn't have the the right frame of mind, you know, for creativity, you know, to come up with content. But now I'm slowly recovering, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm back in my, you know, my creative mode and yeah, man. Um, so this video is just going to be brief, man. It's just a life update just here f for me to tell you that I'm still here and the content is, is going to be coming as, as I promised. And yeah, so, so much has been going on, you know, um, our family got affected by COVID in you know and stuff like that you know um it was hectic you know um my father was in critical condition um for for like for a month man it was scary and everything you know um a lot of people sometimes a lot of people think don't do not take this virus seriously until like it hits home man, you know um some people still think it's a hoax they think it's a it's a conspiracy theory and blah 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 blah. But this thing is real, you know. Um, we really need to be we really need to be responsible, you know. Um, as as a third wave is coming up, you know, we need to be responsible and yeah, make the right choices. You know, we we cannot be be reckless and you know sit in overcrowded spaces without masks and stuff like that man you know, because you know we do not want to reach that stage you know again where we lose so many lives in south africa you know because because of being complacent and everything you know yeah we we need to be responsible yes god is in control god is in control but we need to be responsible you know um we need to be responsible because you might you might be reckless and you know go out to groove and you know no mask no social distancing but the people that you you're gonna expose yourselves to you know when you get back home are the ones who are vulnerable who might die you might survive but you you you, you might survive but they might die you can't be going to groove with no mask nothing no social distancing and then expect to sleep in the same house as your elderly grandmother who has comorbidities who might die you know so i just i just want to you know encourage the youth because i know that it's it's not easy you know it's not easy you know um following these restrictions it's difficult you know because we all love to have fun we all love to you know turn it up and everything but you know we have to we have to be responsible we're not this is a pandemic guys this is this is life-threatening you know this will end soon you know we just have to be patient you know we just have to be patient and responsible you know we cannot afford to give up this fight now and give up this fight now and just become complacent and then let the virus wipe out half of South africa no man so be responsible man and 
and you know just do the right things you know we have to be grateful that we have to be great those who are still alive now who survived the first and second wave have to be grateful because so many people have died man and you know it's difficult you know sometimes you just watch the news you just hear so many people just dying and it's it's really scary you know because the, the, those are not just numbers sometimes sometimes people do not take COVID seriously because because they they view they view these people as numbers but these are not numbers these are literally like human beings these are like people's parents people's children people's husbands who are just dying you know it's not a it's it's not a joke this thing is is real you know like it's it's real you know and some people need to wake up from their fantasy world of going like nah this shit is a whole hoax and nah man you can't be saying that covid is a hoax man you can't be because it if you for you to say that it means you haven't been affected by it and once it hits home you you will truly change your tune you know, you know so I just thank God I'm still alive, you know, and I'm trying to be responsible and to stay safe, you know. Um, yeah, you know, and the gender-based violence that's going on in South Africa during this pandemic is just, it's disgusting and, and appalling, you know. Um, we really need change in South Africa. Like, I've been preaching this for a long long time but but you know it always falls on deaf ears you know like I, I preach this I advocate for this you know people who follow me on social media know that I advocate that there needs to be change change in in you know in the judicial system you know because I personally I, I feel that death penalty is the only option to eliminate gender-based violence you know, because now the people who, who, who always attack me, you know, when I bring out this topic of death penalty, they always they'll always be like, nah, every human has a right to life. But how can you say how can you say every human has a right to life, but that rapist right took away someone else's right to life, you know? So how so you are bas it's bas it's like you're basically saying that a criminal has a right to life and a normal civilian does not have the right to life because you cannot say no death penalty is a violation of the right to life nah that's a that's that's a stupid argument like you can bring up other facts but you cannot bring up that idea that death penalty is a violation of someone's rights the issue we are in the, the reason actually we are we are in this mess as a country is because we give criminals too many rights, you know, too many rights. When with when criminals have too many rights, they will continue to run rampant, you know. So you you cannot be telling me about the right to life, you know, from some for someone who took away that child or woman's right to life when he when he raped and killed them. You can't you can't bring it up. That is that is utter. That is utter nonsense, you know. Um, that is that is 
ridiculous, you know. So I feel that the solution it's either death penalty or the prison system needs to change, you know. Like you cannot be the the because South African prison prisons are are like luxury, you know. Prisoners are being are getting free education, they're getting free food and everything, you know. And and free accommodation because the truth of the matter is, you know, some some of these criminals do not have um do not are not able to have food or accommodation outside prison. So they will rather revert to crime, you know, to to you know to they'll rather revert back to crime so that they can get that free meal in prison and stuff like that. I, I do not agree with the idea that prisoners receive free education. It's it's ridiculous because how can prisoners receive free tertiary education while civilians outside of can a civilians outside cannot receive that same privilege, you know? Students are literally dying on the street protesting for free education at universities while a prisoner gets it free. Does that mean that does that mean that if if a, if a young person wants to obtain a degree he has to he has to go to prison? Does it mean that? I feel like it's unfair. You cannot that criminal who is in jail took away took a might like for a crime like gender-based violence. Leave other crimes away. Leave other crimes, you know, on the side. But someone who commits, think about this, someone who commits gender-based violence kills a child. A child that, a child that went to school, who the parents had dreams for, you know, to finish school and, and you know, and, and be something in their life. That criminal took away that child's opportunity of, of, being something in life and finish and getting the education he took away that child's opportunity opportunity by killing by killing that child now you you're telling me that he deserves the right to education in prison that is utter nonsense you know i don't care who's gonna come here and attack me and say oh no what are you being heartless give people a second chance there's nothing like give someone a second chance in South Africa, we're in a crisis because we, we like to, we, we live by this thing of giving people a second chance. I mean, it is giving people a second chance that has even allowed racism to, racism to be, to, to, to continue in South Africa, you know, forcing, forcing black people to, to forgive whites who did not even apologize to blacks because whites never apologize to blacks for apartheid. They never really apologize. Now, why must we forgive those who did not apologize? You cannot preach forgiveness, but the, when when the when the perpetrator has not even apologized, that is that is wrong, you know. So this thing of just say, nah, let's give everyone a second chance, you know, this whole, we must stop treating South Africa like it's a fairy tale, you know, we need to be, we need, we need harshness, we need to be honest, you know, 
we need to be really honest you know and stuff like that when it comes to like racism and and stuff like that we we need to we need to reach a level in this country where we have zero zero tolerance you know we need more we need more swift action on on racial racist language which is used on social media and stuff like that because and racists who are in who are in political parties need to be need to be held accountable you know and even political parties which share racist views need to be held accountable need to be checked out you know like a party like democratic alliance that party is racist to the core you cannot have a party like that in a democratic South Africa. You cannot, you, you cannot, unless we are not living in a democracy and we have actually been sold a dream and that maybe we were sold off and maybe we've, we've been living in a, in a fantasy world that, that we actually have of, of this so-called rainbow nation because this rainbow nation does not exist. You know, it does not really exist because the way the racism that happens in SA, it says otherwise. South Africa is not a rainbow nation. You know, we must, we need, we need to, to stop selling. We need to start, stop selling face and be honest with ourselves and address the issue that in 1994, when Nelson Mandela became president, it did not end racism institutionalized racism ended but racism did not end because institutionalized racism is it's just laws and everything but it did not change the people the racism stayed in the people and the fact that you get and the issue the issue that i have here is that young white kids you know develop racial tendencies you know, and it's sad because these kids are not born racist. These kids are not born racist. No child is born racist. It is it is the parents who who teach the child to be racist. Because actually, when it, when it, when a child is young, they do not actually they do not actually see color. They do not actually see color. Like if a black and a white child, like they just see each other as children. They don't be. They only like now nah, you white. They just see. They see each other as children, as friends, and everything, you know. So how the so how uh, a fourteen year old white kid from from this you know predominantly rich white um, Africana school can be racist, you know? It is. It you have to hold the parents accountable, you know. We need to, parents who are teaching their children racism, honestly, in my opinion, they need, the, the children need to be taken away from parents who teach their kids racism, full stop, you know. Like, South Africa needs to create a society with zero tolerance on racism and discrimination and stuff like that. And... The, 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 in Cape Town, there's this so-called beef between 
the blacks and colors. And I've always been preaching this consistently on Facebook that blacks and colors are the same. Blacks and colors face the same struggles every single day. So we, we cannot be just divided, you know, because when we divided, that is how, that is how we, how that is, that is a weakness that, that, you know, the white racists use against us, you know, they want us to be divided, you know, so Cape Town cannot pro, Cape Town will not progress, you know, with this thing of blacks and coloreds always having this grudge against each other, you know. It's true that blacks and coloreds in Cape Town have a grudge because it and it's based on on misunderstanding and the lies that the racist apartheid government imp told coloreds about blacks and also and also what they told blacks about coloreds. They have deceived both of us, both races, in, you know, so that both races can hate each other, so that both races cannot love in harmony, you know. Because at the end of the day, whites dispossess the land from blacks and colors, you know. They took the land from blacks and colors, you know. You know, they are the ones who, blacks and colors, continue to suffer the same struggles, you know. There's no difference between the struggle of a black person in Guguletu and the struggle of a colored person in Manenberg. The struggles are the same. It is after, it's it's both poverty and gangsterism and just, yeah, it's, the struggles are the same. Now, the, the, the narrative that, that, you know, that blacks, get preferential treatment and stuff like that is is not true you know blacks and coloreds are are the same they're going through the same things you know and in a city like cape town you know we we have been so we have been separated you know from the whites in this you know through the special planning you know so they so they force blacks to live in Kailiche and they force coloreds to live in Mitchell's Plain and the whole Cape Flats and they literally, you know, make accommodation expensive in the suburbs in the suburbs so that no black or colored person can afford to live in the suburb. You know. Because when you look at like Cape Cape Town accommodation prices are very anti black, you know. Like they're just so anti-black. They have made the accommodation so expensive that no black person is able to afford to to relocate from the from the township to the suburbs. You know, so we we as blacks and colors in Cape Town need to to stand up against such things. We need to be united. We cannot be having this beef between the two of us because blacks and colors are the same. Because we know, even in DNA, both of us, we both blacks and colors are the same. It's especially Khoisan colors. Khoisan colors are the closest to black people. So we literally share the same DNA, you know. 
yes when you yes maybe if you're european college you can say okay i'm a bit of i'm a bit of both white and white and black but you know it does not change change the fact that that colors and blacks are the are the major are the oppressed people of cape town and they've and that they face the biggest struggles you know in south africa and yeah from a cape town perspective because i live in cape town so i'm speaking from a cape town perspective you know so yeah man um i just came here to speak my mind and yeah um like share subscribe um yeah um see you in the next video keep your post notifications on and yeah we'll see you i'll be posting i think every week once every week and yeah i'll be posting reaction videos and yeah lots of lots of crazy content but yeah just you just gotta you know subscribe and wait and see you know because yeah